How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. That's all that really matters, and we appreciate you being with us on this Trash Tuesday. More of your trash is straight ahead. Also in 20 minutes, Barrett Salee, college football analyst for CBS Sports, will join us as well. Advanced analytics and an epic fail. Your poll question today, who was humiliated most over the weekend in college football? LSU is in that conversation after Florida State stomped them. But how about the Florida Gators? As the Gators got mashed up by Utah to open up Labor Day weekend, and Billy Napier's got some boo birds at his doorstep in Gainesville. First and 10 from the 30. Motion Vele across the formation. Play action pass at a roll for Bryson Barnes. Lots of time. Looking long. has got a man out there. Money Parks. Caught 20, 15, 10, 5. That's a touchdown. 70 yards on the opening play and a touchdown to Monterran Muddy Parks. This is a veteran defense, veteran quarterback. Um, you know, in word out of Utah, it's the most talented team they've ever had there. So um, we understand the implications of playing there. To Ophelia to the right of Travis in the gun. Tiger showing pressure. Second and goal from the seven. Travis lofts it, looking for Coleman. Goes up. He's got it. It's a hat trick for number four. Touchdown, Florida State. Touchdown, FSU. I knew it was a matter of time. Uh, We just had to stay locked in and stay focused. Keep the main thing the main thing. But once again, it starts up front. I mean, if the offensive line doesn't protect and give me time, I can't make those throws downfield. So, I mean, shout out to them. Shout out to all the receivers making plays. Yeah, the radio networks on those calls, Utah Radio and then Florida State Radio and the two head coaches at the Florida programs, Billy Napier and Mike Norvell. Uh, Jordan Travis, rather, was who you heard talking about the Seminoles. Great win for Florida State over LSU. And Mike Norvell had had two seasons, the COVID season 2020 and 2021, that 
were under most people's expectations and some real pressure mounting going into year number three of what that program was going to be. And last year, they completely turned it around. FSU finishes ranked number 10 of the coaches poll, 11 of the AP. And I think every Knowles fan felt okay coming into this season. But now you have a signature win in week number one over a top 10 LSU squad. You do it in impressive fashion with a big fourth quarter. And now suddenly, after the way Clemson looked last night, the ACC at the moment runs through Florida State. So FSU fans feeling like the hire is right. Jordan Travis is turning into a star. He had a wonderful night against LSU. And right now, everything feels great. And the flip side of that coin is in Gainesville, a couple of hours away, it is sweaty brow and knuckles clenched. What's going on with Billy Napier? Because Napier comes over from the Raging Cajuns and he looked like a program builder. He was a guy that was based in the Southeast. He could potentially recruit the the area that you need recruited. And Young could be there for a long time. You're trying to find the next guy that'll be there a while and build them back into a champ. And last season was mediocre at best during most of the year and then a disaster late. They lose at Vandy, completely unacceptable, and then lose to this Florida State team we're talking about as well, and then get pounded by Oregon State in the bowl game. This is now four consecutive losses for the Gators. Four of them. Combine that with losing to Kentucky last year, where now these days they always lose to the Wildcats. They lost at Tennessee as well. They lost to LSU, and they got beaten by Georgia. They were 6-7 and team last year, and now start off getting romped by Utah. And it wasn't very close. I mean, they were 1-13 and th- one for 13 on third downs. 1-13, for 13, and Utah didn't have Cam Rising in that game. And the Gators' offense was pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. So much so that they're talking about buyout numbers already for Napier, which is at $32 bucks. That's game one of year two. And they're talking about buyout. It's ugly. It's really ugly. Now, before we just go Scorch Earth and Billy Napier, you do have to remember, every hire since Urban Meyer has ended up blowing up in their face. There was Will Muschamp, there was Jim McElwain, and then there was Dan Mullen. Mullen was the best of them, but clearly that had hit some type of crescendo anyway. So this is the fourth coach after Urban Meyer. And the end of the Urban Meyer era, we know, turned into a nightmare as well for off-the-field issues. There is a program issue right now. There's a program issue of fixing this. It should not be this way in Gainesville. It should always be a contender of a top 10 or top 15 program in America. And when done right, it should win national championships. 
as Urban did, as Spurrier did. They've got the resources. They've got the talent. They've got the location. They've got the money. They've got the conference. They've got the history. They've got the NFL lineage. There's no reason not to be a top 15 team in America every single time you take the field. But Napier's going to have to fix this and fix it fast. Because what I saw on, what night was that? Was that Thursday night? Yeah, that was Thursday night. Was an unbelievably inept, lethargic team playing a backup QB. Now, look, Utah's really well coached. Utah was at home. That's a tough place to play. That's a good program. But 24-11 felt like 30-3. to 24-11 felt like 35-10. to I mean, it was not really a game. Now, they'll get healthy this week. They get McNeese State. But then Tennessee comes to the swamp. And that's already a heat check game. If Tennessee comes to the swamp, in week three, and blitzes you 41-10, to 10, I'm not sure how much more leash he's got. Napier's going to have to not get embarrassed in that game. You can't let Tennessee or Arch Nemesis come into your building and kill you. You can't. It can't happen. Not with the way it's flickering now. They get Charlotte after that and not the Panthers. So you should win that game as well. But look, if if you lose the two to the two teams that are top fifteen teams, Tennessee and Utah, and it looks ugly, it doesn't matter what happens against McNeese and Charlotte because you still got the rest of the SEC schedule to go. That and you've got Florida State at the end of the year. That's two programs of the same state going in different directions right now. Norvell's got. Florida State feeling, doing well, feeling good. Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. And nobody in Gainesville is very happy today, nor should they be. It is a Trash Tuesday, so bring us your trashes. Tweet at me, DA on CBS, or X at me. Mariana trashing public pools and the splash pad being closed on Labor Day. It's Virginia. It's still so hot. At least give me the weekends. I know the high school pool attendants and lifeguards have class, but at least give me the weekends. Hashtag very hot garbage. That's just human filth. Yeah, that's not right. Labor Day. Kids are off. Families need to cool down. It's a million degrees. You got to have it open on a holiday. You just, you have to staff it. Fully Ohio. Trash Disney and Spectrum week one of college football and ESPN's blacked out for millions of people. Two billion dollar companies can't get their acts together and agree to contract. I'm still paying for these blacked out channels anyway. Where's my refund? Hashtag trash them. I smell rotten eggs. Yeah, that's a real bad situation going on right now. Imagine missing all of week one of college football because of a contract dispute with your cable carrier? I'm still waiting for Xfinity and and MSG to resolve the contract dispute. I've been mooching off my friends who's got Verizon, his MSG, so I can watch the Knicks. Dogs. Dogs. Now, we've been wondering what to do at the end of this week about the football food of the week since Mraz has departed us. 
He's still alive. He's just working down the hallway. Kristen in Buffalo says, I've been thinking about this. I've got an idea. Pick a game of the week and then make a dish combining iconic foods for each team. Week one examples. Bill's Jets. That'll be Monday night coming up. Do beef on weck pizza. Okay, beef on weck is a Buffalo Western New York staple. Pizza, of course, in New York staple. That's a good idea. Or Dolphins Chargers Cubano tacos. Hashtag have fun with your football food. Okay. That's a good idea. You center it around the primetime game of that week. Now, there is just one thing that I see as a problem here. Somebody's got to do the work. And that's always a difficult proposition. Who does the work? Do we just have Kristen and Buffalo come up with a recipe? Do we just employ her? No pay? She just got to come up with football food of the week? Do the work as in just actually come up with the football food of the week? You got to brainstorm it. You got to creatively assess you. You got to find the recipe and then perhaps make it. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I, I am Wolfgang suck when it comes to cooking. I see. So that was the thing with Mraz. He just wanted to copy and paste a recipe that he found online at 7.28 that morning, right before the segment began. <laughs> so we need somebody to actually do the work. Find it. You got to combine it. You got to do some. Maybe we could find somebody to do this. And then if Moose is back to make it, because goodness knows I'd love to make it, but watching AJ on a Saturday or Sunday, it's not going to allow me much prep time to be making beef on weck pizzas from scratch. It's not happening. You don't say. Is that so? So, but if somebody wants to take the baton, it's a good idea. Food is family. No. He's not getting the baton. <laughs> no. No, I draw the line there. Tangier chicken, that's up. <laughs> no. Not happening. Tweet at me, DA on CBS. When we come back, Barrett Salee is going to join us. College football insider for CBS Sports. On what we saw this weekend, LSU going down. The Gators looking pathetic. You also had last night Clemson losing to Duke. And, of course, the Colorado Buffaloes. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Open now for brunch. CA, first and foremost, man, you do a great job. I've been following you over the years, man. You're very professional, and you're straight to the point. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Yes! Very professional is I. Mm-hmm. Just ignore me when I'm wearing the Wizards costume coming up on Friday. 19 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. It's a trash Tuesday. So send us your trashes. Cigar smoking dude says, I'm trashing grown men who shotgun cans of white claws. For the love of Pete, grow up. Hashtag reach puberty. Hashtag no class. Trash them. Charlie Sheen just dumped that on the set of Men at Work. Yeah. Our next guest, shotguns, cases of double IPAs. A real thick, hearty stuff. As he's got a remote control in one hand, zapping between six or seven college football games. Maybe a face first into a Waffle House turkey Reuben as well. Joining us this morning on the show, our friend from SiriusXM, our friend from CBS Sports HQ, our friend from CBS Sports, the great Barrett Salee. Barrett, good morning. Good morning. See, the Waffle House order, the, the go-to order is Texas bacon cheesesteak platter with hash brown scattered, smothered, covered, and peppered. People try to get the waffle. The Texas bacon cheesesteak is much, much better. Now, I know you've shared that with us in the past, but not everybody on the staff right now has heard that, and you're getting big, wide-eyed grins like, wow, you've opened up some eyes this morning yet again, Barrett. It's, it's the go-to. Here's the thing. The... The folks that go to Waffle House and get the waffle, they're pretenders. <laughs> they're frauds. There are so many more things on the, the menu that are better than the waffle. Waffles are good. Don't get me wrong. But that, that menu goes a lot deeper. Oh, I love this. Okay, so LSU or Clemson, who's the guy that walks into Waffle House and orders the waffle? Who's the pretender, LSU and Clemson? Clemson, first. That was embarrassing. It's a, it's not just the loss. I mean, although that was bad, but we came into this season hearing all about Cade Klubnick, the new quarterback, and how great he is, and he's going to be better than DJ. And now that Garrett Riley is there calling the plays, it's just going to be magical. And it's almost like, not almost, it's clear that they didn't trust him. That first half, the longest pass that he had was the 18 yarder at the very end when Duke was defending a Hail Mary. And it's just like, what are you even doing here? This is, this is the complete opposite from what was promised. So I don't know why that is, but 
Uh, to me, it, it felt like they didn't trust Cade Klubnik for whatever reason, and we will never, ever hear a reason, but uh, it was extremely disappointing. And so for, for Clemson to come out like that, after an entire offseason looking directly toward Duke, I mean, I just don't get it. And, and look, I wrote this on my story on CBSSports.com yesterday. What if Dabo, I wouldn't say a fraud, but what if Dabo is a product of Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson? Because they were on that role when those two were quarterbacks. When DJ Uyunglele got there, it, it, kind of, it kind of cratered out. And what happened yesterday might just be an indication that Dabo isn't really all that he's cracked up to be. And Barrett has his grades and his rankings from college football's week number one, as he said, up at CBSSports.com. And I thought that Dabo, after the game, kind of gave himself cover by saying it was the strangest game he'd ever been in. Granted, some peculiar things happened. I mean, you have two kicks blocked you have turnovers at the one yard line at the same time it camouflaged the fact that Duke outplayed him at times in that game so was Dabble almost excuse making by framing it as a bizarre strange game well it was a bizarre strange game you know he's right about that and um was he trying to frame it as an excuse I I don't think so you know talking to Dabo you know over the course of his career he, he will be honest, and I think to me, maybe he oversold the fact that it was bizarre just because he wanted to, just because he, he's still kind of in shock about everything that went down, because I think all of us were, right? Like, I, I, after that game, I kind of like decompressed, like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's not like, I think all of us kind of had, um, kind of had that feeling too, so I think it was more just the shock and the emotion. And, you know, afterwards, like that soundbite's going to get all the, the play, and, and rightfully so. But it's, uh, it's the truth. It was bizarre. But after that, he, he did say it's on, it's on the coaches that they didn't have the players prepared. And, and so, to me, you know, I, I like Dabo a lot. I think he's a, a really good dude. I think he's a genuine person. And I think that's rare. Um, and so the fact that we didn't get coach speak from him, I think shouldn't be criticized. It, it should be welcomed. And, um, you know, the sound bites, the sound bites, but he did put all of it on him and his coaching staff. And I think rightfully so. Well, the, the point that I, that I heard that I, I thought maybe a little bit of the opposite was he kind of rattled off all the stats about how that usually means there's a win. 200 yards rushing, 200 yards passing. We're 108 and 0. We never lose. We have those stats, etc. But at times it was a little misleading because their defense couldn't get off the field after some big plays, and Duke shouldn't be making big plays against them. But also, it's interesting to hear you say he could be a fraud, but he's also a really authentic person. So when you say fraud, you mean that he's just not as good a coach as the national championships would suggest? No, I think that it's more about the opinion, right? I think the opinion of Dabo as a person, as a, you know, as a coach in terms of how he portrays himself in the program, I think it, it sort of feels like the public perception is that he's a snake oil salesman, which I don't think is fair. In terms of how good of a coach he is, clearly he's, 
really, really good. I mean, but is he Saban level? Is he Kirby level? You know, in, in the past, we've sort of put him in that, in that, you know, sort of upper echelon, but maybe he's just a, a top 10, top 20 coach. You know, I think that's the, that's the, the sort of discrepancy is like, is, you know, him coming out there and saying, rattling off those stats, you know, he's, he's right. <laughs> that, that was, that is incredibly bizarre that it happened. So I don't think, um, you, you know, I don't think there's, I think those are sort of two separate conversations. That's true. Barrett Salee joins us here, college football insider for CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ and Sirius XM. So you wouldn't consider LSU as bad of a loss. Tell me what you saw from the Tigers that means it wasn't an F for them. You gave them a C as your grade. Yeah, I think for LSU, uh, the, the fact that Florida State exposed their one weakness, it, that, was, that was it. You know, coming out of the game, that was really it. That was the problem, and they didn't fix it. So, you know, I don't necessarily think that's as bad of a loss maybe as others um, because Florida State is awesome. I picked them to go to my playoffs. I picked them, Jordan Travis to win the Heisman. I don't think that they're getting enough credit for being elite. And I'm talking about not necessarily Georgia level, but right there with everybody else, right? So um, for LSU – to me, it was just a horrible matchup. And I said that going in. It's like, if, if Florida State and LSU played in mid-October, maybe that game's different. But LSU's issue all offseason, the one we talked about all offseason, was what are you going to do with the secondary? Because that's where Brian Kelly hit the portal the hardest. And he did a good job in luring players, but he lured players that were not prepared, I think, for – the fact that you can't double Johnny Wilson because Keon Coleman's there, right? It's, it's almost impossible to cover that Florida State wide receiving core and to try to do it with a secondary that basically is brand new. It's, it's just, a, it's, there's not gonna, it's not gonna work. So I think it's much more important to consider that a great win for Florida State rather than uh, a bad loss for LSU. Don't get me wrong, it was still a bad loss, but I think maybe the 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 way that game ended uh is is sort of disguising the fact that LSU still is pretty good. That's exactly right. And it was a 17 all game with 3 minutes to play in the third quarter and 24 right. 17 into the fourth quarter. And it quarter. got sideways. Yep. You know what happens sometimes? Games get sideways. Yep. It happens. And LSU started slow last year as well. So Yeah. There's a lot to uh to still be okay with if you're an LSU fan. What surprised you more? That Colorado won, or that the Gators got pounded. <laughs> Colorado won. I thought the Gators would get pounded. Okay. That, that Florida team is exactly what I thought it would be. They can't block. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, and Utah, to Utah's credit, to win the way they did without Cam Rising was awesome. You know that that I did not think that they would do to, to that extent um, because Kyle Whittingham generally goes conservative, even with his star quarterback, and that's not at all what happened with. Uh, with uh, Utah in that game against Florida. Uh, with Colorado, I mean, it, that talent level is not there, right? Like, the depth is not there. But Dylan Edwards, Travis Hunter, and Shadur Sanders are. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, okay, the top end is extremely high, right? The ceiling for those three players and maybe a few others is as high as it gets. They didn't need to even test the depth, which was so surprising because – Sonny Dykes is a really, really good coach for TCU, 
But the fact that they just had no answer was was surprising to me. You know, it's it's for TCU. It's almost like they came in with their chests up high, thinking, "Okay, we're the defending, you know, we're defending national runner-up, and we can take care of this Colorado team because you know they, the talent isn't there." And then they realized that, okay, the three best players are better than anybody on TCU's roster, and didn't adjust. Like they didn't do anything, and it was like, "Okay, that's that that's surprising." But the Florida game, no, I, that Florida team was exactly what I thought. <laughs> What makes you feel better about the baseball season? How great your Braves are or how terrible the Mets have been? Oh, the Mets. No, here's the thing. The Mets are the Mets, right? Like, this is par for the course for the Mets. <laughs> you don't know how it's going to end, but you know it's going to be tragic, which is hilarious and awesome for, for us Braves fans. Uh, the Braves being what they are is just utterly insane. I mean, just utterly insane how good they are. I saw a stat, like, they are, like, 25 like 25 hard hit balls ahead of the second best team in terms of exit block. I know. Yeah. Like come on. Now the Braves used to be tragic as well, but once you win the World Series a couple of years ago, all that goes away. Yeah, but we became desensitized to it. Like it, I don't know if the Mets fans have, but like <laughs> no, we laughed. Definitely not. <laughs> you guys laughed at the tragedy. We did. At, at some point, it's like it's sort of like the Mets. We don't know how it's going to happen, but we know it's going to happen, so you might as well enjoy the ride. <laughs> Check out Barrett Salee's grades of week one of the college football season at CBSSports.com. Watch CBS Sports HQ, and you'll see him all over that for college football as well. And listen to him on SiriusXM. Appreciate the time today, Barrett. My man, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. You got it, Barrett Salee, our guest this morning here on the DA Show. A lot of good, tasty college football morsels. And now we're debating what to do with your football foods of the week as well, speaking of tasty morsels. And Allie, who goes by Allie Blueberries, says, we're the listeners. We should do the food thing, and you can spotlight the football cuisine every week on the show. How about that? How about that? Not a bad idea. Outsourcing is a good idea. Let somebody else do it. Yes. Again, it comes back to the budget, and mm-hmm. I think that's a very good idea. Yep. <laughs> Seeing as how Pete's not here for the next three weeks, and we don't have a new Sean yet, let somebody else do it. Carla is in Idaho this morning here on the DA Show. Good morning, Carla. Good morning, DA. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. Good. What's going on? I was... Oh, go ahead. Um... I was calling in for two things. The first was listening to the story about the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that was gross. Um, I was at my local grocery store waiting to get a, pick up a prescription, and this elderly man walked past, and he just had stuff running down his leg. Mm. He was headed towards the bathroom, I think. Yeah. I just felt so terrible for he him. So to. I'm thinking yeah. maybe your idea that, you know, it might have been somebody was, right who couldn't control it that was on that plane. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, but yeah, it is gross, and I can understand how the passengers and everyone felt about that yeah, too. Yeah, hazard. Yeah. Yeah, and then I may have missed it. You may have read Moist Pork's trash earlier today, and I may have missed it. No, I, ha- I haven't read it yet. Do you want to summarize it? Well, he basically is trashing some teacher that he talked to because she said she would have liked more time off 
And he said, what, you get 10 weeks of paid time off. And I wanted to clarify and help Moist Pork and other listeners know, teachers do not get paid time off in the summertime. What is... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yep. Describe how they get time off during the summer. So our contracts are 180 days, and usually those 180 days run, you know, August to May or September to... uh, June. June, whatever. Yeah. And so what happened is after a certain amount of time, I think the teachers unions were able to say, hey, look, it's a little hard for teachers to to make that nine months go 12 months. Can you just pay them over 12 months? And that's what happens. It seems like we're getting paid because the districts agreed to pay us our 180 days over a 12 month period. That makes sense. Kind of like a professional athlete that gets paid in the off season. There's a lot of anti-teacher still around this show, huh? Well, Moist, right, because Mraz's traditional take is nobody gets more time off than teachers. Don't tell me that you work hard. Right. Even though they're some of the most important jobs in America. Mm-hmm. Moist Pork tweets, I had a conversation with a teacher yesterday. She was able to look at me with a straight face and say that she wouldn't mind another few weeks off. Come on, lady. I don't know any other industry besides CBS Sports Radio that gives 10 <laughs> weeks PTO. Get her out. <laughs> And Carla with a K explained exactly as she said there, and Pork responded, I understand it's not PTO, but when push comes to shove, they get paid during the summer without working a regular workday. I understand the argument for both sides. I have two sisters that are teachers. And, I mean, that's also one of those throwaway lines, like, oh, I wish I had another week off. Like, everyone says that, like, coming back from any length of vacation, well, like, yeah, oh, I wish I had two more days off or whatever. Te- the teacher thing, when a teacher says that after not working a day since May, it can be like, come on. And look, I haven't worked a day since May, but I wouldn't come in today and say, I wish I could have a couple more weeks off. You wouldn't? No. I know better. Uh, That's fine. I might think it. I I think a teacher could say that to me and I wouldn't get offended by it. I think that's a a world we could inhabit. No, the teacher thing is tough. Look, they have amazingly difficult jobs in today's day and age when parents are all over the place and everyone's offended by everything. And they're vitally important to the economy for kids to have educations, to become part of the workforce, and less to have a working society. So not to diminish their importance. But, I mean, I barely worked this summer. I'm like, but that's one, you know, teacher, every teacher doesn't work during the summer, largely. After, and when everybody else does, you got to read the room. I can't go <laughs> on to a construction site and be like, oh, man. Oh, God, I wish I could take some more time off. They'd be like, DA, we haven't heard you on the air for a full week since yeah. the NBA I, Finals. I guess I just have a little more sympathy for what they do in their nine months of work that I'm pretty cool with whatever they want to do otherwise because the crap they have to deal with, the lack of resources, I'll give them plenty of latitude to complain about stuff. Well, that, that's true. That's aggravation every single day. Yes. Which is now I can understand the teachers that I had that had tenure that really didn't care. Because at some point, you just tune out. Right. You're like, I've dealt with <laughs> this stuff. And that was, when we were growing up, a lot less crap that you deal with parents. Now right. it's the parents, it's the administration, it's the kids, it's the phones. I mean, pff, those are headaches I don't want. No. Bogues is headlines. First Florida, then LSU, now Clemson, the ninth-ranked Tigers laying the last dud of week one, losing at Duke last night, 28-7. That lone touchdown coming off a short field courtesy 
of a fumbled punt. Otherwise, the Tigers coughed the ball up near the Duke goal line twice, had two field goals blocked. Dabo Sweeney stunned to a news postgame. Every indicator that you think is going to win, you know, 200, 229 first down, 715 on third down. Uh, but it came down to red zone, three turnovers, and uh, the, the two block kicks. So uh, just incredibly disappointing. Um, you know, start force. According to him, his Tigers were 108 and 0 when rushing and passing for over 200 yards apiece until last night. For Duke, it's their first top 10 upset since 1989, their first win over Clemson since 2004. Now, that only spans five games, though. Georgia staff member Jarvis Jones, a former All America linebacker for the Bulldogs, arrested Friday night for reckless driving and speeding. Oof. Kirby Smart saying there will be internal discipline. This is the latest driving issue for the program since the fatal car crash after the national title in January. Dodgers lefty Julio Arias was arrested Sunday night on felony domestic violence charges. He did not travel for the team's current road trip and could become the first player suspended twice under MLB's domestic violence policy, which has been in effect for eight years. Arias was arrested but not charged back in 2019 was still given a 20-game suspension. Shohei Otani's agent said yesterday it's very likely there is a procedure this winter for Otani's elbow injury, but he did not confirm Tommy John surgery. Either way, the plan is to DH through next season, then resume pitching sometime in 2025. Meanwhile, wow. Otani's... So he's just going to punt all of next year pitching. Well, they know either way... Pitching next year is probably not like because you either have to have the surgery or you just have to wait it out. Yeah, either whatever they're going to do to his elbow is going to lead to months of rehab. So he'll re like Bryce Harper, he'll rehab while DHing and then be at full strength for 2025. It's funny to think that, right? That you could rehab while playing. Yeah, and that's the DH. I mean, it's easy for Otani and the AL already they were at the moment, but like for Harper, if that change had never happened, the Phillies would have been screwed for much longer this year because they didn't have that place to escape to. You don't even need to throw a ball in from the outfield. Um, where were we? Oh, Otani last night didn't play. He has a right oblique issue suffered during batting practice. His Angels then lost to the Orioles 6-3. Baltimore now leads Tampa Bay by three and a half games atop the AL East. Meanwhile, those Phillies now 17 consecutive games with a homer. 1-1. One, one. Turner smashes one down the left field line. It's hooking, and it is. Oh, it's fair. <laughs> it hits the building. And Trey Turner with a laser home run just fair down the line. It's a two-run shot. Turner's 22nd of the year. And the Phillies with six on the board. It's only the second inning. That's why those are boos in San Diego. Scott Fransky fills radio. They eventually led 8-1 in the third. They won 9-7 over the Padres, who still have not won more than three games in a row this season wow. thanks to this defeat last night. Phillies now two and a half games clear of the Cubs atop the NL wildcard standings. FIBA World Cup quarterfinals right now. Team USA a 46-24 lead on Italy at halftime. 14 points for Mikhail Bridges. Serbia has already beaten Lithuania 87-68. And it left boil in biohazard country. Alex Verev beat Yannick Sinner at 1.39 a.m. Eastern to reach the U.S. Open quarterfinals. They played five sets, four hours and 41 minutes. Today's action starts at noon Eastern, so get your showers in now. Coco Goff faces then Novak Djokovic and American Taylor Fritz, the nine seed on the men's side. You proud of yourself today, Bogues? I am. I love this. <laughs> Thank you. DA, back to you. Dalton's in Topeka this morning here on the DA Show. Good morning, Dalton. 
Hey, you guys. Uh, I'm not trying to bring it like a somber mood or anything to the to the show by any means. I love you guys' show. Uh, don't I worry. That, that just... airplane diarrhea story already did that, so don't worry about it. Okay. Well, what I wanted to say to you guys is I just wanted to thank you guys so much just for doing what it is that you do. There's so many people out there that are listening that are going through horrible things. Like right now I'm I'm watching my dad transition from this world to go be with Jesus. And it, it's, it's an all-consuming thought, you know. It's, it sticks with you all day. But when I listen to you guys, you, D.A., Pat, Pete the body, all of them, and even Schwartz and and Bill Ryder and them. It just gives me it gives me at least like half a day where I can feel happy, where I can feel normal for a change. And I just wanted to thank you guys so much. You probably don't even know how much of a difference you make. So I just wanted to tell you guys, you guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. You're helping a lot of people out there just by being your normal, goofy self. It's very nice you just say, Dalton, man, our hearts are with you, buddy. Stay strong. That's an extremely difficult thing. I didn't have it with my parents, but I saw a couple of my aunts go through the same thing, hospice care, and, you know, it's an extremely difficult thing. And I appreciate you saying that. I think, you know, you're right. It is, it's a unique position that we have in that we talk about sports and try to have some laughter and levity in the morning, but it's hard to know how it affects people. So to hear something like that, that it's a positive, really is important uh, for us to hear because it gives us some context to who's listening and how it affects people in a positive way. But I can tell you this, we're all with you, dude. It's a big family here and oftentimes dysfunctional family, as all families are, but we are with you. and. The D-Aliens are amazing. They rally together. And so if you ever need anybody to talk to, need anybody to to just joke around with or whatever, I know there's a ton of D-Aliens that'll hop on a phone with you, text with you, tweet with you, Facebook message. Like, that's just how we roll. And um, I know there's a lot of people that have gone through the same thing you're going through, and it doesn't make it any easier. It doesn't, I'm not here to tell you it's it's fine because it's it's hard it's really freaking hard but life is freaking hard life just has a tendency to be hard sometimes and uh all you can do is be really grateful you got the time that you did because we all learn this painful lesson that life is just short time is short time flies and um you just have to be really thankful for what you had when you had it and everything ends but your dad's going to go to a really good place. Remember that. And um, you'll have all these amazing memories with him. And like, that's kind of what life is about. Just like cherishing those memories and reminding yourself of them and using them when you're down because you get to keep them for the rest of your life as well. And that's the gift. Okay, we'll come back after this break and have your advanced analytics and your epic fail. The Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans of their families. They're members of the mission. Learn more, NavyFederal.org. Tyler Barron from Tennessee, two sacks, three tackles for a loss. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Oh, Chris Moore, the clip from the weekend made our sound check this morning. Carlos always makes me laugh because uh, 
I took Spanish in high school, and she would say a sentence, and then you would repeat it back out loud in front of your classmates. And uh, we had this girl, Joanne, who I'm still friendly with. Well, now it all makes sense. (laughs) That Simo now sounds, every time I hear him, like he's doing his show from his Spanish class (laughs) in the back. And she had absolutely no ear for being able to repeat what she heard. So it would go something like this. And we all had Spanish names. And they didn't use, for Chris, they actually used Carlos. So they called me Carlos. And her name was Joanne, so they called her Juanita in class. Why would Chris be Carlos? I have that question, too. <laughs> I don't know. Why wouldn't it be Cristobal? Yeah. Juanita. Carlos es un chico. To which Joanne would reply, um, Carlos es un chico. Juanita. <laughs> With the lip lip smack in between every four and a half words. And then the teacher would go, no, 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 Joanne. Carlos es un chico. Carlos es un chico. I was Carlos. She was Juanita. (laughs) And we also ran a bag of cocaine down to Tijuana. (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of those things, and it's a funny, I mean, I don't know if it translates on the radio, but when I tell people this story still, you know, hundreds of years later, they almost always laugh. It turns out Juanita and I lived in the jungles of Colombia more than six months. Nothing but bananas and grubs. Seems like a very nice girl. I notice it. It was in 1976 when Juanita and I came across an indigenous tribe which adopted us. <laughs> they had no spoken language. It was all hand signals. Sorry about that, Billy. Got a little sore throat work. What happened here? Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Poll question. Who had the most embarrassing loss in week one? Last night, Clemson getting pounded by Duke 28-7 won 82% of the vote. LSU got 10%. TCU's lost to Colorado 8%. FSU scored 31 unanswered to open up the second half. And the data department tells us, just like the biohazard of the Barcelona-bound airplane, Clemson had the same problem every time they entered the red zone last night. More trash is on our way out the door this morning. Justin trashing the little mouse no longer in his shed, chewing up everything that made a home out of the lawnmower, wiring, chainsaw, chaps, etc. Get him out. So frustrating. Squishy liquid trashing whoever decided to use his office on Friday, leaving trash everywhere and leaving the printer without paper. Hashtag Aunt Joni. Splash Brothers. More like the Trash Brothers. And this portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Kevin Wall on the wheels of steel. Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. I'm DA. The Mothership Disconnects.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.